What's good in the hood? This the drop with S.A. Doc. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, baby. And in today's episode, man, I want to talk about a few things. But uh, I also want to talk about uh, the word Chicano. Since we're uh, having the Chicano Music Festival this weekend in Las Vegas at Craig Ranch Park. And it's a celebration of the Chicano culture, you know, but in a a PC, not protective custody, right, but politically correct environment, right, where people like to challenge everything. You know, we we live in a time where, you know, it's it's always more about asking questions and just having this nonstop loop of uncertainty and undefined things. Right. Um, Where, you know, we need more of a balance. I feel like before you had, you know, some people that formed all the definitions and everything was definite. Then you just follow that. Right. But in now, in today's time, you're you're encouraged to question everything and every definition of everything. Right. And blame colonialism. (laughs) Right. But. You know, sometimes you, you, you have to take a stance. You got to take a side. You, you, you have to own something. You, you have to commit to something. You have to define things for yourself. And you have to find your group. Okay? Because when, when you speak of things like it takes a village and to, to raise a child. Right? Hillary Clinton's book takes a village right well what village because in a village you have a hierarchy right you have the chief you have like the medicine man the wise person that you listen to and you bring your problems to you have the soldiers you got the berry pickers right the ones that are going to go out and get the the meat (laughs) kill animals the protectors the soldiers that are going to protect from other tribes, from other villages, they want to come and take from your village. There was a structure, a real one, not a perceived one. There was a real structure, right? There was somebody as a person that you can identify that in some way helped to keep you safe and alive and that structure was made to keep those in the village safe so now what's happening is that you know we're taking those ideologies that actually worked in in their actual physical form and we're we're taking those ideologies and trying to apply them in the sense of um uh a, a society that is not governed by village ideals, but by laws, an infinite amount of laws that are meant to um, guide your behavior. Your, your behavior has to function within the, 
the confines of these laws and the structure that was created for you, this imaginary structure, right? Because it's not like unless you're a lawyer and you, you, you're surrounded by these laws every day, they're, they're in your forefront, right? Then, then it, it's not something you, you really think about every day. So in a sense, you know, people are not really confined You know, they're just living very loosely, you know, until something happens that wakes you up out of that fantasy that we live in a society that is protecting you, that your freedom of speech is protected, right, Uh, to make you feel like you matter to the village. Well, yeah, but you have to find your own real village because, you know, the city of Las Vegas, the city of Los Angeles, the city of El Paso, the city of San Francisco is not your village. And if they are villages, then there's a whole lot of folks that live within the village with no uh, purpose, no structure, no reason for being. They have no role in that village. They're the remainder they're the thing that is left over you know so it's not really a a village that we live in it's a very complex structure you know albeit I, I still believe in the idea of America and in the idea of the United States. You know, we're just going to get right in. <laughs> so the intro actually turned right into, you know, the, the show itself. But I still believe in it because the United States now as a country, the country of America, right, uh, claims no religion now. And we have taking the, the religious structure out of it, saying, hey, you know, if you want to have no religion, you want to have your own religion, um, you want to be an atheist, you want to be a devil worshiper, we welcome you. Right? You know, in dropping off my, uh, my son at school, right, and as I'm walking away, because I always wait until they close the door right <laughs> we'll make sure he doesn't try to sneak out right so i'm not the parent that'll go and drop off his son and then just you know just kick him out of the car just open the door and then kick him out and then watch him walk towards the school and then drive off right so actually uh, <laughs> i get off and I, I walk him all the way up there and then i, I stick around until they close the door and you know uh, and then once they close the gate, then I, uh, I, I walk away. As I'm walking away, okay, I'm hearing the Pledge of Allegiance. And it takes me back to, you know, when I was in school, right? And then sometimes I'll sit there and, you know, put my hand over my heart and say the Pledge of Allegiance, you know. <laughs> the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. To the republic, what, is that how it goes? For which it stands, one na- 
one nation under God under God so that it's unchanged you know it's in our pledge of allegiance it's still there right so we live in very confusing times where you know the 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 powers that be will not commit to anything okay will not take a stand on one thing because they're too busy trying to please everyone you know everyone even if they have contradicting ideas it doesn't matter but in this they're not showing you how to coexist with people who have different ideas than you and, and these aren't only just, you know, general spontaneous idea. These are ideals for how you live your life. These are profound things for people. Right. So you have all these groups that just want to, you know, convince one another, one another of how they should think. And it's you have one group, you know, trying to convince another group of, of how to think and why it's justified. Right, because you always want to justify your behavior when you're crossing someone else's boundaries. You want to try to justify it. Oh, it's justified. Oh, but this. And then you throw a cause. And now you're justified in overstepping someone's boundaries and even hurting someone. That justification goes a long way, doesn't it? So society has said, hey, believe what you want. Just don't uh, be a Muslim. <laughs> right? With all due respect, I think that's the, you know, the probably one of the things that's not tolerated in the, the United States. You know, there's there's too much game in in, in that. You know, when you think of, about, you know, Malcolm X and, uh, you know, people that are still, you know, um, uh, professing and uh, speaking on behalf of the nation of Islam. And, and they, they, they make a lot of sense in their the way that they've analyzed the states. And again, I'm, I'm not pro or against this. Right. In a sense, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Obama to an extent, not more so uh, uh, about the or not about the policies uh, per se, but more so his delivery of his message and him just being a, a big old Mac about the way that he communicates things. He's a great speaker. And he's a leader. Not to say that he's a great leader, or you may not agree with his policies. But all in all, he's still a great leader because he's able to move people with his words. But one of the things that he said that he taught his children is that we live in a world where people all have different ideas about things and they all have different religions and to try and learn a little bit about each one perfect sense i mean it makes total sense to me and and i 
I teach my children the same because it's true. And I want my children to have the truest idea of the place where they live. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. In, if you want to believe in fantasy, great. Let that fantasy serve you. Right. We all have different preferences to what we want our fantasy to be. But me, I teach my children that there's all kinds of different people in the world that believe all kinds of different things. And you, it, 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 if it works for them, then it's likely because it's programming that they had early on in childhood that, you know, within that structure, they, they can tap into their, uh, their inner soul, <laughs> so to speak, and then connect to the universe. Because in a sense, that's what I think a, a religion does. It allows you to tap in and connect to the universe around you in some way. So whatever mechanism works for you, I respect it. But don't think that your mechanism will work for me because we don't necessarily have the same programming. Maybe you're a Mac and I am a Windows computer. So your program is not compatible with mine because we were built differently. Although we're, we do the same thing. We're computing machines, <laughs> right? So tolerance is something that, that it is not uh, taught enough. It's not uh, propagated enough because everything else is so propagated. And it, we don't push tolerance you know, um, you know, we talk about all this anti-Nazi shit, right? But, you know, they were intolerant to anything outside of their own ideals. And you have groups in, in America that are so intolerant of anyone else's ideals and they want to push their own ideals onto other people to validate their cause. No one should have to validate your cause if they don't want to. It's a choice. And that choice is what America is. So again, if America has become this land that is no longer um, going to uh, take a religious stand and say, hey, one nation under God, you know, and, and they're going to maybe change that to one nation under the manifestation principles of the secret. <laughs> Good and great. It just teach people to tolerate each other, to respect someone else's opinion, and 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 don't get triggered and and start feeling like someone's killing you because they disagree with your ideals. Online, On, being online should be a a playground, okay, where everyone can go in there and just kind of share their ideals, and then you can know what people think. And maybe if you have a question, you can ask real questions. But often online, it turns into this trolling war, right? And I think it's hilarious. And you know what? I have people that check me all the time. If I happen to get hooked into an argument and I notice that I'm investing too much in that argument and it's actually taking up my time and I'm having to like use real resources where I'm having to cite examples and shit, right? It's apparent that all I'm trying to do is win that argument, <laughs> right? It's apparent that that's all that I'm trying to do. At that moment, it, it becomes about me controlling my own internal triggers and maybe cutting that conversation off and just put it down and never see it again. 
right? Because people can trigger you and bait you into conversations that are going to steal your energy. But it's up to you, okay, to walk away. Okay, when that, that conversation no longer serves you, it's up to you for you to get up and walk away. Okay, don't make people responsible for your decisions. Okay, don't we have a, a whole government that's already responsible for making a bunch of decisions for us where we can and can't go, right? What we can and can't do about our children, how to raise our children. They're trying to interfere with that too, right? And I'm a believer of the use in, in, in government. Obviously, someone has to uh, manage this operation of uh, all these businesses and all these people and organize everything. It's not an easy feat, okay? But that's why you have to have good leaders, okay? That, that can at the bare minimum, because some people need fathers, you know, or good mothers. I mean, whomever, you know, the leader, the, the missing leader of your tribe is. So maybe if you were raised by your mom, maybe you're missing that, that fatherly figure. Maybe you live with your dad. Maybe you're missing a motherly figure, right? I, I'm not going to get baited into this whole, you know, which is superior, a man or a woman. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to get into uh, which one of them is looking out for everybody in a genuine way. You know, which one is actually looking out for both the, the men and women in my family? Okay, because I, I don't rank one over the other in my family. Okay, I have, a, I have a, a mother, a grandmother whom I love and respect very much. I have uh, children, both men and, and women, grandson. Okay, so I'm not going to say that one is more important than the other. One is more superior than the other. Okay, I'm going to support whichever one is looking out for, for, for both of them. And not, not only by words, but by action. And, and, and the way that it seems nowadays, it's like people are just so lost. They just seem so lost. They don't know what to believe. So you got to find you got to find your group, you got to find your tribe. Right? And you know, behave respectfully towards other groups and 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 other uh tribes, you know? And the government has to be tolerant of, of and respectful of all the different tribes because you actually need that physical preference to help you stay in line and not be a crazy criminal, a lost soul roaming the streets. Right? It helps to manage society. All these groups do. All right? Uh, a group that, that fulfills uh, people so they're not in a constant state of seeking something. Right? So you have all these different groups that exist. All right? You have, um, you name it. <laughs> So uh, Chicano is a, 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 a cultural group of what it means to be Chicano. And there's a lot of controversy around the word Chicano, you know, but, you know, let's start with the definition. So Chicano, the feminine form of Chicano is Chicana, 
you know, women say I'm Chicana, right? Um, it's the identifier for people of Mexican descent born in the United States. And the term came into popular use by Mexican-Americans as a symbol of pride during the Chicano movement of the 1960s. And this movement actually started before, I'd say probably in the 40s, right, with the Zoot Suiters. But it was actually a condescending word. You know, when, when, when you look at the... Uh, the, the origins of of the word um, so it was originally a classist and racist slur used towards low income Mexicans it was reclaimed in the 1940s among youth who belonged to the Pachuco and Pachuca subculture in the 1960s so Chicano was widely reclaimed in the building of a movement towards political empowerment, ethnic solidarity, and pride in being of indigenous descent. Okay, Chicano developed its own meaning separate from Mexican identity, Mexican-American identity. So, youth in barrios rejected cultural assimilation into whiteness and embraced their own identity and worldview as a form of empowerment and resistance. The community formed an independent political and cultural movement, sometimes working alongside the Black Power movement. all about ultimately i mean there's so many different reasons right when we talk about political empowerment um obviously the 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 folks that are making decisions for what governs what you can and you cannot do we want to be involved in that right but again you know th this being a, a classist um you know, uh, form of identity originally, right? And it was a, a racial slur to, to what? To identify you and to keep you in your place, right? Or why would there be a need um, for, you know, Chicano empowerment and political empowerment? Why? Because it was non-existent. Because you have no one speaking out for uh, the rights and, and benefits of this group and america being this this melting pot right where eventually the idea of america and of the united states is for everyone to have equal rights right individual you know you have your rights under god that's the idea there's nothing wrong with that idea okay I, I feel that that's the reason why america has so much global appeal is because people have a need to feel free okay because you can be in, in a society that's uh perfectly functioning as, as a global power right and the the business is uh, of that country is 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 working to the the the, the country's benefit power Right, when you balance power and freedom, they're, they're two opposites. 
right? You might think that power will, will get you freedom, right? But actually, the, the staying in power is a constant struggle. I mean, look at politics. Every day you're arguing with someone, you're, you're defending something, right? And, and it's to the point where it leads to war. You know, when you look at, at different, you know, places in, in the world where there's constant warfare in the Middle East, constant warfare amongst the, the neighboring nations over different ideals. And you have different groups of people that are saying, no, this is the way that, you know, it, it, it should be. No, no, this is the way it should be. And, and, and then you have people, you know, going to war over resources or ideals, so you're telling me that, you know, in 2023 and all this advanced technology and AI, we have no solution to allow people to have their own uh, identity in their group, which makes them feel fulfilled and free. And there isn't enough resources to go around for everyone or jobs to keep those resources flowing. We can't place people where we need them. To make society happen, to make this dream work. Right? So I, I don't speak for all society <laughs> and in and, and all groups. And I, I'm 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 the most tolerant person when it comes to, to any other group. You know, but but don't recruit me to be part of your group. I'm I've always been a very individualistic person. Where, where I need to assess and analyze, you know, what's really good for me and what's not. Right. And, and I'm loyal to the group that I, 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 I join or that I'm a part of. Beginning with my family is my group. Everyone's family is their first group. It is that name that you're under. Right, that's that's your first group. That's who you should be loyal to, the folks in your family, in your household. Right? Because all you your little society is your home. That's your first society, and then you have the external society outside your home. So you have to be loyal to your family, first and foremost. And to the people that you live with, the people that you eat with. Okay? And all of you collectively put a roof over each other's head and survive. All right. So, again, the Chicano movement comes from, you know, where it, it, even on, on like a ballot, you have to, you know, check the box as white. Right. As far as your race, because Mexican is is not a race. And most Mexicans don't necessarily claim to be indigenous. You know, even though tech, that's what we are. You know, but again, Mexico is a melting pot similar to America. So you have a lot of mixing. You have uh, Germans in Mexico. I have cousins that are Germans. They're half German. You know, there's Chinese, there's black Mexicans. It's this big melting, melting pot in Mexico. Right. So that's why you can't truly say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's the race that I am. So you got to check white or. But the thing is, you know, you feel funny because walking around in, in, in the States, if you have a big nopal on your head, you can't really claim yourself to be white. <laughs> you know, you're, you're treated differently when 
you know, someone comes up to you and starts speaking to you in Spanish that doesn't speak Spanish. And then you know, and that's, that's a way for them to kind of, you know, put you in your place a little bit, right? You're like, you're not like us, Pedro. <laughs> right? But you got to shrug it off. And the only way for uh, Chicanos to continue to, to be empowered is, you know, for us to, to continue to, to get educated. And when I say educated, I, I don't only mean, you know, college education that's going to indoctrinate you to, you know, see things a certain way. And um, it, it, you need to be an individual thinker. You need to take all that education and then add some more education on top of it. And then just make sure that all, all, all your output is unique. It's unique output. That's your contribution to the world. And that's how you represent for Chicanos. You know, put a Chicano president in the White House. I want to see it. All right. But, you know, Ch Chicano, it, it's about indigenous uh, it's about embracing um, our life here in, in the United States, man. It's about lowriders, our music, our Chicano music. All right? Like Malo, Tierra. Okay? The folks who are representing for the Chicanos during, during this music movement. Chicano rap. Is part of of Chicanos representing in in this musical Damn. arena, okay? Where although you know Mexicans and Latinos were a part of hip hop from its inception, right? Chicano rappers were telling a a different story, okay? About our our upbringing, again, all coming from the, the, the zoot suits, you know, back in, in the 40s. And then the whole culture with the lowriders, L.A. culture, Southern California culture. All right, so Chicano rap also tells that story. And it was our, our way to, to form our own avenue you know our own subgenre all right and although I'm I'm an MC okay I, I consider myself an MC and I studied uh, the best MCs I tried to and what I always saw missing in the the in, in the the rap world is a a, a Mexican doing it or Chicano doing it right big ups to Big Pun right I'm a super fan of Big Pun I'd argue that Big Pun was one of the best to do it you know that's a Puerto Rican brother <laughs> not a Mexican so for Mexican we have people like you know Kit Frost who was on on the national airwaves and La Raza was this humongous hit you know, and you have folks like uh, Bash, like Baby Bash. Again, worldwide hits, right? But I, there was all, always 
you know, where, where's that Mexican lyricism? Where's that, where's that Mexican Eminem? You know, someone that can compete on that level and represent for our group. All right, because our group has supported that music from its inception. You know, Chicanos have supported the, the rap movement since it started. I know I have. <laughs> you know, I remember my mom throwing away my Easy E tape and my Two Live Crew tape. You know, back in the 80s when my family used to live in LA. You know, she found it and she, my mom was always like looking through my stuff. <laughs> You know, she found my Easy E tape and she tossed it. You know, my Two Live Crew tape and she tossed it. You know, and um, you know, but again, it, it was always a, a thing to try to have our um, our product up to that spec. You know, up to that level of quality. You know, so I love my Chicano people, my Chicanas, Chicanos. Thank goodness they didn't, you know, do this whole Chicanex. <laughs> and I don't know if they did, you know, but I think that's, you know, that's just hyper vigilance, man. You know, where you're just high, just looking at everything with too much detail. Again, just look at things and take what's useful. Okay. Because we live in a society where we tend to keep looking at what's wrong with things versus looking at what's right with things. And again, this is part of the agenda to destroy people, I think. Because why would you want people to be intolerable of what they believe? Why wouldn't you teach people to accept ideas, to get along, to, to, to look at that, the, the, the good in things as, as, as well as the bad? You look at the things that are useful, the things that are not useful, and make suggestions, but... Overall, you, you respect people, right? Because we're still seeing consequences when, when the disrespect goes too far. And then you find that you don't have a, uh, a policeman that follows you around protecting you. That if you're, you get into some trouble and you call for help, it's going to take a while. But usually by the time that something can be done about it, it's too late. Right, the incident has already occurred because incidents happen in seconds. So that's where respect comes in because via respect, you can avoid a lot of uh, violence because violence begins with an argument. Violence begins with uh, non-tolerating or non-tolerance of another. And often there's absolutely no threat originally there's no threat to you if you believe whatever you believe. There's no threat to me. You know? If someone wants to wear whatever they want to wear or dress however they want to dress or identify however they want to identify, doesn't pose a threat to me. So I'm tolerant of it. So if I decide to be this, what? why is that a threat to you? Unless you're not convinced in what you're doing that you need to validate it via convincing me you don't need to convince me for you to live how you want to live and I don't need to convince you if I'm so convinced that what I'm doing is right I don't have to continuously question it 
via arguments with someone that doesn't believe what I believe. And me be so insecure in what I believe that I, I, I'm compelled to want to convince this other person that what I think is the right thing. You know, the, uh, the internet's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I cruise the internet, you know, quite a bit. Cruise. <clears throat> I, I need something to drink. Can you hold? Grab a water real quick. And I'm back. Pop this water open. Water. So, um, there's just so, so many, um, you know, so so many people that are just angry and and, and lost. You know, um, I was going to talk about this example. There was this. Um, there was a woman that got hit by a brick in the face. Okay, and uh, some are saying that she was from Somalia originally. She's Somalian, living in the states. I don't know if this happened in the states or if this happened somewhere else. Um, but apparently, you know, she got whacked in the face by a brick. And, you know, thank God she's okay. Right? I mean, she's got a big lump. But, you know, it doesn't appear that, you know, there's any damage to her brain. Um, but she's got a pretty bad bump. Okay. And, um, and I, I definitely don't condone that, that sort of violence. I shun that, that sort of violence. You know, because if... Whatever's happening, if it comes to the point where you're going to hit somebody with a, a brick, right? For one, you can kill them. You know, for two, you can kill your life. Kiss your life goodbye. Good luck justifying hitting somebody with a brick. Okay? There's no reason for it, regardless of what. I mean, unless it's like some self-defense stuff, somebody got a knife. You know, it, it, it has to be appropriate. Right? So... You know, again, I hope she's okay. You know, well wishes to her as far as her physical health. Um, but, you know, th then th there was, she used that incident and her platform to, you know, make a statement about how men no longer protect women. Right? Because in her mind, um, all men should protect women even though her videos that she uploaded were anti-men and I, I i don't have an issue okay with you know uh, the group of of women that feel justified in 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 stating their opinions about their dislike towards all straight men that is your opinion and and i i i I don't have an opinion to challenge you because I, I it's not my place to, you know. Um, I mean, that's a whole nother episode, right? But, you know, she made a lot of content about, you know, how, how you know, the women's movement, about, you know, uh, men aren't good for anything and, you know, that everything that she does is for the betterment and protection of, of women and that, you know, men are not to benefit from her movement, 
right? But it was uh, very much repeated that, you know, she, you know, men weren't, weren't shit, <laughs> right? And in a sense, I mean, to me, I'm like, okay, well, you know, manifestation, right? Uh, but there was a video of, because um, again, she went in, so right after this happened, she's got this huge bump. She takes out her phone and then she starts recording all the men that were standing around that didn't do anything about it, right? And in my mind, I'm like, wow, you just got whacked with a break. Um, and the, the, the thing that comes to mind for you is to take your phone out and you're going to show how all these other men that were standing by didn't do anything to, to help you, right? And not getting help, not finding out who the perpetrator is. Who the hell is this guy, right? Because if this happened in the United States and, you know, even, even if my daughter was out, you know, getting into an, an altercation with a man and he hits her with a brick, I mean, there needs to be consequences for that. And I don't care how much my daughter mouths off, right? Or if she says, hey, I hate men, <laughs> Right? It doesn't deserve you getting hit in the face with a brick. You know, again, tolerance. You got to have tolerance for people. So, um, so again, she takes her phone down. She, she's making a statement, uh, broadcasting to the world that, you know, all these men that were standing around didn't do anything to help her. Right? And um, so that was the message. You know, she used this platform to communicate that out uh to uh to the world um she has a gofundme it's at like 20 grand right now too so but there was another video uploaded by one of the guys that was there and the guy was saying man she's a troublemaker she goes around doing these videos where she'll go in and slap dudes you know and then walk away and it was one video of her doing it and i think that was a different day where um you know she walked up to somebody she slapped them and then she walked away and then she started twerking Right. And the thing is that the guy who she slapped just was standing there. It seemed like he didn't even know what was going on. But again, she has her agenda, her ideals. Right. That she's going to go out and and she's justified in her thinking. And, and there's a lot of hate, a lot of anger that she has towards towards men. You know, and I hate saying this because. It immediately draws a reaction, you know, when I say things like that, right? But, you know, in a sense, it's, you know, if, if, it, was, if it was the other way around, right? If it was a woman assaulting a man in public, I've seen it time and time again where no one gets involved. No one gets involved. And in a sense, I would like to see more equality in the way that and and what i'm what, the the underlying message here right so she was even though maybe she she didn't consider her 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 actions um were important right so likely this person suffers from a low self-esteem and she doesn't think that her actions actually generate consequences right so that's why she's you know going out and instigating fights with guys and hitting them and walking away and laughing and putting all this on social media because she wants to garner attention. She wants to gain attention. Um, so, you know, she doesn't think that her actions have consequences because she likely doesn't see herself, you know, as an equal. 
right? Uh, so underneath it all, she's still expecting, hey, some shit goes down. I know, you know, these men are still going to have my back. Or if some sh- if some shit happens, so those were her her expectations, and I think those are generally our expectations because, you know, women don't seem to take advice from guys, and guys don't seem to take advice from girls when it comes to relationships and dating. Right? Usually, you know, a, you know, a, a, you know, women will be on videos telling women how to act, and guys will be, you know, the whole red pill community the the manosphere community right where am i going with this um that underneath it all okay we still have to check our own because again we're talking about groups right so although you have your hierarchy and you have your group right underneath it all it's like the genders are still a group too right so in, in that essence, she's like, hey, why didn't a member of the man group step in and help me out? Right. So, again, that, that's that, you know, sort of a false sense of um, a protection that is propaganded. That's not true. OK, you're protected via your actual physical group the people you actually have around you that you can call on the phone that you have relationships with that you fall into some sort of hierarchy okay because there's been violence um in 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 new york there was a, a woman that got punched by a guy like while waiting for food and they were arguing and her son who was 14 walked in and shot the guy and it was considered self defense so see that's a real hierarchy a real group the mom and her son okay and because it it didn't matter the hierarchy because the mom is higher in the hierarchy than he is okay but they they were unified group and in that moment he played the role of a protector and he defended his mom and his tribe but he had to defend his household by doing what he had to do and that's real. It's not hypothetical. They didn't wait for a policeman to come. They, they had to do something in that moment. Okay? So that's why groups are important. Physical, real groups. Not hypothetical, imaginary groups in your mind. All right? So, again, so there's, you know, a lot of stuff going on in social media that's... Uh, that that event triggered a whole lot of things and i think from women mostly they're like you know where's the empathy in these men <laughs> you know and all all the guys are seeing are the videos of her going around and slapping men and then saying hey well you know that's what happens you know when you uh go to the zoo and you stick your finger in the lion's cage bites your finger off Right. There was a guy that made a video, one of the guys that was there, and he said, you know what you all don't know? She's a troublemaker. She's out here constantly like causing trouble, constantly you know, trying to get in fights with, with guys, and this is what happened. Again, I don't justify the brick. Okay, That's my official stand. I absolutely don't. Because uh, at the end of the day, I don't think that any of the men got injured anywhere near at, the, at that level of getting a, a brick to the face. <laughs> So 
also um, all peace and love, you know, uh, default to love. All right. You know, uh, regardless of what's going on at the end of the day, you know, even if, if something triggers you, you know, you have to default to uh, understanding. And if in that particular moment you're you're too hot, right, to, to have any sort of compassion for anyone, uh, you know, break away for that moment. You know, retreat to yourself calm down and you know most often than not you'll find that you know whatever it is that triggered you is not a life-changing event you know it's not a, a physical threat to your life and you can be tolerant of it okay and we need to work together via communication okay regardless of what stand you take uh, what group you belong to you know, whether, you know, whatever it is, you know, men, women, gays, <laughs> anything, anyone, you know, whatever stance you take, you don't um, identify to anything cool, Damn. right? I identify as nothing. I identify as this. I identify as that. Okay. Tolerance. I tolerate you, you tolerate me. Because what's the other way? Because if we don't, then what? What happens if we don't tolerate each other? You know, what's the worst that can happen if we do tolerate each other? You know, the thing is that, you know, the, the more chaos that's happening amongst the people, uh, the easier it is for us to be distracted with our, our own uh, uh, issues that, that we create or we become a part of. And, you know, we, we, we lose sight of the things that are really important. You know, whether that's spending time with your family, whether that's you investing in your kids, going to spend time at the park with your children. You know, you go uh, for a walk, go uh, ride your bike. You know, go for a ride, go for a drive, take a vacation, take in the world, take in the sights. Because your life doesn't last forever. Not in this form. So enjoy your life in this form. However it is that you want to enjoy it. And when you have someone that's just so adamant about changing your mind and pushing their own ideals for you, you just don't give them any, any energy at all. You go what they call gray rock. Is that the term of how you deal with narcissistic people? You just stop giving them energy. <laughs> you stop arguing with them. You stop, you stop trying to prove your point to them, right? You just cut off the flow of energy to people like that. It doesn't mean you're intolerant. It just means that at that point, you are uh, receiving energy, which is now physically impacting you and it's impacting your well-being. Right. So you have to know when it's time for you to to cut it off and to, you know, just start giving your attention to the things that actually matter. Manage your time, because, again, you're not going to be in this form forever. Max 100 years. <laughs> right. If you're lucky and this, you know, there's something super awesome once this form expires and there's something, you know, greater, right, in the afterlife. You're going to be like, oh, I wish I would have gone sooner. 
right? So all in all, my Chicano people, my non-Chicano people, Chicanas, much love, much respect to you. Get out, you know, be part of the, the community. You know, be proud, be tolerant of other people. All right. And, you know, be tolerant of yourself. You know, uh, be proud uh, to be a Chicano. Be proud to have, you know, this uh, this lowrider lifestyle that we lead. Those cars are beautiful, man. And some of these 1964 Impalas, man, cost as much as a damn Bentley. I saw one for like a quarter of a million dollars, man. And, and it was nothing special to it. It was just immaculate. And I'm sure it took a lot to build it up to that. But, you know, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, that car would have gone for 25000 And now it's like a quarter of a million dollars. These cars are ridiculous. You know, I had uh, two Cutlass Supremes in my life, like 1978s. Right? I had a 1972 Cutlass, too, that I wish I would have held on to. Right? And just because that car needed some work, I just... I ended up, you know, just letting it go. And, and I let the other cars go, too. And the thing is that I picked up those cars super cheap. You know, they're like $1,000. And I think the 72 Cutlass, I got it for like 600 bucks. All right, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> but the culture is beautiful, okay? The Chicano, Chicana culture. I um, saw a skit on... Uh, Saturday Night Live with Selena Gomez dressed up as a chola and I don't know who the other girl was but they were going back and forth right just talking like like Chicanas you know talking about that's good that's sad I thought it was hilarious <laughs> and I'm so glad that you know they're they're putting things like that on uh, on that on NBC on national TV and we're gaining some some acknowledgement and although it's it's you know it's comedy uh, it's satire, you know, it's not demeaning, you know, so uh, all we want to be is included, I think, in the United States as equal people and have our Chicano culture and have our Chicano festivals, you know, the same way that you have like the uh, Italian American festivals, you know, we, we, we want to be included as we should be. All right, so again, uh, much love to you and yours. Again, the moral of the story is be tolerant of, of all the people around you. Strengthen your group. Um, get educated. You know, bring common sense and strength uh, to your group, to your household, to your family. All right, and positive vibes. All right, this all shouldn't be much more than just a need to have a conversation. Stop with the hateration. All right, it's your boy S.A. Doc. I'm out. Peace.